interests are, you know, your short amateur career, uh, your your pro career, and uh, you know the mentors you met through boxing, what mm-hmm. you've learned from them, and how you are then passing that knowledge on to the next generation. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, I, I always have to start that particular uh, line of subject with my beautiful friend Brendan, because Brendan not only uh, a notoriable worldwide known trainer, um, an absolute diamond of a human being, and um, and in many in many senses of those words, you know, was uh, opened his door to me, opened his arms to me, you know, from getting out of prison, serving a, a thirteen year finish, finishing serving a thirteen year sentence. Um, I remember first walking into the gym. I first went into Brendan's gym as a result of, you know, the day the day before getting out of uh, prison, finishing my 13-year sentence and getting myself into a bit of a scrape and physical altercation with um, a particular chap whose name I won't mention. But um, the, the altercation didn't go his way. And, um, and I, I got frightened and I realised that I had to uh, channel you know, my um, obvious aggressions and uh, mentality into something a bit more productive. I'd previously been on the pads and um, obviously trained in prison and stuff like that, home, homemade, home shift, homemade pads, to say, <laughs> uh, in prison, made out of cardboard, uh, pillar, the insides of pillars and uh, brown tape, the, the best thing available at that time. Uh, so I was familiar with... Um, you know, throwing punches and training and stuff like that. And I'd, it was my first go-to thought. I've, I've got to get into something, of the gym being the obvious thing. I'd spoke to a good friend of mine, Franny Kennedy, who'd first mentioned me getting into boxing. Um, he, he was, I think he was part owner of the Salisbury Gym in Liverpool, um, where David Price trained as an amateur, uh, who'd, at this particular time, planned to go into the Olympics, which he, he inevitably did, as you know. Um, and it, Franny had basically said, oh, Richard, I think, you know, I think you'd knock him all over and this and that, you know, David. And funnily enough, I got to know David. We sparred together. I got to know David, lovely fella. Um, and we never fought, <clears throat> unfortunately. Um, but I got into boxing. The day that I got out, got into this physical altercation, uh, I hurt the fella and I basically shit myself because all the things that all the people that I'd met, you know, serving considerable sentences like 25 plus years in prison. And you'd look at these felt these unsuspecting fellas and I'd, I'd ask them, you know, whenever I got the opportunity, a few times I did, I'd say, well, excuse me, what are you in for? And some of them, like, you'd look at them and they didn't only look like butter wouldn't melt in the mouth. They sounded like it wouldn't melt in the mouth as well. So um, they went on to tell me how they got into a physical altercation and killed who, they, who they'd had a fight with and ended up serving, like, 25 years plus, like I said. So jumping forward to me being out the day I've got out, all I wanted to do was walk along the field, which I did. There was a field at the back of my mum's house. Uh, I walked down through the uh, to the bottom of Concord Field, walked through the woods, walked onto Meadowhall Shopping Centre where there was a cinema there. Um, I can't remember what I can't remember for the life of what film I watched, but 
Um, I went there, walked back. As I'm walking back, walking down the field, I bumped into this fella. Uh, he sprouted his mouth off. I just, I, I recognised him from the school I went to. And um, and I just waved at him, you know, because I was just happy to be out. I'm walking along this field and I'm smelling the grass and just smelling freedom. I was just so grateful to be out. Um, and, you know, coming back on my way back to my mum's, I didn't really have nowhere to live at that time. I've seen this fella, a familiar face, and I've just waved. And he looked at me and went, what? You what? So I went, no, I said, hello, I recognise you from such and such school. So he went, yeah, he went, I recognise you, you black cunt. So I was like, so I went, all right, enough. And I just walked off because I'm, uh, you know, that's never, them type of things have never bothered me. Yeah, my dad's, my dad black, my mum's, my mum's white. But I've seen the worst of both races. I've seen the best of both races. So I'm not, yeah, it's an insult, but, you know, I'm caramel. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anyway, um, so I've gone to walk off and he went, yeah, fucking walk on, you coward. And for some reason, I've always hated being called a, a coward or a bully. Um, it's just something that I've, I've I've never liked. I can't really recall why I don't like that. It's just something that I've not liked. I'm far from a coward. Um, and uh, so I turned around, I went, I tell you what, I went, because he had a kid and he had a little kid and a dog, one of those uh, sheep dog, black and white sheep dogs. Uh, sheep rearing dogs or whatever you call them and um, so I said to him I'll tell you what take your kid home take your dog home I went we'll come back down here we'll have a straight like men and he went he went yeah he went yeah alright no. and he's gone fucking get in car to, to little kid and dog so I, I thought I'm going to hurt I'm going to hurt this guy I'm going to hurt him so um, I've walked off I've gone up gone into my mum's house uh, took my top off um, and I had some wraps some of those cheap cloth Lonsdale wraps what you get from soccer sport. I think, I can't remember who bought me. I think you were a friend of mine bought them from me because I'd said, I want to get into a bit of training when I get out. And I'd had this wild idea that I was going to have a go at MMA. Um, and I've got a friend from Holland. Uh, I was speaking to on regular on a regular basis. He said to me, he said, Richard, you know, MMA is not really what you want to get, get into because I'd recommend at least two years uh, of experience in jiu-jitsu he goes because it's turning that way now at this time you know April 2nd 2007 when I got out uh, around that time I think he first mentioned that to me in 2003 I think it was um, uh, I think MMA was just starting to um, uh, people were just starting to the jiu-jitsu practitioners were just starting to take over Hoist Grace uh, uh, I think Rodriguez, Gracie, and people like that will start to make a make a, a storm in 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 MMA. Um, so I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about that. I just heard about it. I'd read it in my FHM magazines and stuff like that. It wasn't as predominant as it is now back then. Yeah. Uh, and he just said to me, "That's not what you want to get into." So cutting a long story short, uh, I'm in the house. I've got these wraps on, yellow ones. I remember, <laughs> and. Um, and I wrapped around my hands and I walked, I went to walk out and I had a gum shield as well. And uh, my mum come behind me, she went, Richard, and she like grabbed my arm. I was a lot thicker set then than I am now. I met, I weighed myself, we've been down to spa with Derek Chisora today uh, in London, in Vauxhall. Um, and I weighed myself on their weighing scales and I think I'm 17, 17, six now, 17 stone six. Back then I was like 
19 stone four and I was a lot thicker set because oh, I wasn't doing any cardio. I was doing prison stuff, uh, weights and, you know, probably 10 seconds on a running machine. <laughs> 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 That's about it. But um, I've gone to walk out and my mum pulled me. She went, Richard, what are you doing? And I turned around, I went, I'm going to go and do a bit of training. She went, Richard, don't lie to me. She went, I know you better than you know yourself. She went, where are you going? I went, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna go and sort something out. She went, Richard, please. And she started crying. She went, please, don't get locked back up. We've been coming to see you for seven years, Richard. And it's been hard without you here and this and that, you know, without putting a sob story online or whatever. Um and I just went, I promise you, Mum, I won't. And I walked out of the house. As I'm walking down the road, this fella's pulling back on in his car, funnily enough. And he's like looked out of his window and looked me up and down. I've got no top on. I was a lot bulkier then. And I saw like doubt in his eyes, and he like briefed in, looked forward, and drove on. So I had a bottle of uh, Buxton water in my hand, and um, like a one point five liter bottle, and um, and I thought this fella don't want to fight. Do you know what I mean? I've just seen doubt in his eyes, type thing. Not that I'm an expert analyst or anything like that, but you can tell. So I walked on, and he's bouncing up and down, and his his fingers were like that, and he's bouncing up and down, and he's, you know, like his fingers are like that. And I thought, this fella. So I walked over, I went, listen, mate. I went, I was just saying hello to you. And he went, yeah, he went, oh, what? Went, come on, then. He went, come on, you've asked me to come down. So I went, are you sure you want to do this, lad? So he went, yeah, he went, ah, he went, what? He fucking cheated myself. So in my mind, I've I've thrown a jab like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in reality, I probably threw a jab like that. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't fight. You know, I thought I could. And, and this fella thought he could fight. But um, it's ended quickly, without going into gory detail, it's ended quickly. Uh, I've got carried away. Um, and and where, I'd, where I was obviously eating him in his face, um, blood's come out of his face, it's gone into my mouth, and it like snapped me out of it, because I was sat in his chest, um, like holding his arms down. And, um, and I just snapped out of it. All of a sudden, all these people, what I'd met, these people what were in prison, dawned on me, you know, these unassuming fellas what we're doing live and I just thought and I started crying I was just I was just worried and scared thinking oh my god it's I'm going on the day I've got out what am I doing I was just crying and um so I'm trying to wake him up and he was just like on the floor and all white's coming out of his mouth his eyes his, his eyes were closed and all like liquids coming out of his mouth his ears were bleeding I'm thinking oh my god so um, I've picked him up anyway. He was like, this fellow were a big fella. Um, so I've like dragged him up to them, you know, them concrete posts, what stop bikes going on the fields. Yeah. And I've sat him on one of them and I've got this bottle of water, this Buxton water, and I've put it, just emptied it all over his head. And he's like, he like, he come round a bit and he went, ah, and first thing he said to me, he looked at me and he went, he went, why didn't they tell me that I could fight in a Sheffield accent? Why didn't you tell me he could fight? And I was just like, fucking idiot. I said hello to you. Anyway, that's how I got into, into Brendan's gym. The next day, I thought, I've got to go to, I've got to go into the gym. Uh, I've got to do something. Brendan being the most obvious place because I'd been, I previously visited there when I was like 16. I think I went for like two weekends maximum on a, uh, on a Saturday morning at eight o'clock. Uh, Prince Nazim was in there. Ryan Rhodes were in there. And they, they passed me around like a fucking... Um, 
Lambert and Butler. <laughs> and uh, and um, uh, I remember Naz dropped me with a body shot. I don't, I don't know if he dropped me, but he hit me with his body shot. And I just remember looking at him thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> I emptied my soul out of my body and uh, and, I, and I never went back in Brendan's... Oh, sorry. My battery. Sorry, my battery sign came on then. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, um, I I left Brendan's, never went back again. And um, until this time I'm out of prison, I've got myself into a bit of trouble. Um, and um, when I walked in, the rest is history. Oh, there we go. There we go for a second, then. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I said I walked right. in Brendan's gym. Um, I'd not, I'd not been in Brendan's gym since um, being a 16-year-old kid. I mean, um, intestines wanting to escape after Naz it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to take a body shot from Naz. Yeah, oh, no, I, I, don't I don't recommend it. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, and then. The next time I walk into Brendan's gym, he just from the day that I walked in, the lesson started. Brendan actually walked over to me, and um, I've got this hat on because my hair's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so um, look at my. Uh, I walked. I walked over to Brendan, and um, and he just walked close to me and went, "Hello there." I went, "All right, Bren." Fucking ugly bastard. It's all like. <laughs> big ugly bastard and he's like there Jeez. he went big ugly black bastard alright so he went how do you feel when I say these words to you I went to be honest with you Brent, I went, I'm not used to people speaking to me like that so obviously I don't like it he went, so how are you going to feel if your mom is sat next to a fella, a white fella, you're fighting his friend, and he's shouting, kill the black bastard. And in my mind, I remember thinking, I'd fucking jump out ring, I'd run up, you know. He's, <laughs> I couldn't say that. Um, and um, he went, do you want to fight? And I went, not with you, Bren. He went, do you want to fucking train, you thick bastard? <laughs> I went, I went, yeah, I want to. And then that were it. I started training and um, fucking hell, I had a fight and nine there, you know, little kids running rings around me. Kid Galahad, to be one of them, um, running rings, man, Junior Witter, he was WBC champion at the time, knocking lumps out of me. And I, I didn't know I didn't know what was happening because it's obviously a trade. Boxing's a trade. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thought that I can go into the gym and I'll dominate with, you know, power and strength and, and it's it was quite the opposite, you know. I couldn't even hit these kids. If you can't hit somebody, how can you hurt them? Um, Still, sort of touch on that, Richard. Um, because obviously yeah. your amateur career, you know, you only lost one bout in your amateurs, and then when you went to professional, you only lost one bout as well. So yeah. you know, oh, you're no, only... no, I had uh, I had eight amateurs. I lost two. Lost two. Uh, yeah, and I won six, and I knocked five out. Yeah, and looking at your you know your professional record, we've watched your fights over the years. Um, you had one loss. You know, you had quite a lot of TKOs in there as well. Um, yeah. What did you, yeah? Because your records are quite similar in each. What, what did you find different from the amateur game and the professional game? Well, the amateur game. I, I remember um, I was a lot less controlled. 
uh, because Brendan, you said to me, go, don't worry about looking like fucking Nas or Johnny Nelson or anybody else. Don't fucking try and be a Sugar Ray Leonard. He go, go in there. He goes, hit him on the wrist, hit him on the collarbone, hit him fucking here, hit him there, hit him there, hit him wherever you can hit him. And I remember Brendan speaking to me. I've actually got a photo. I'll send you a photo if you want. And it's of uh, Brent. Brendan used to sit with me before every single fight. And he just talked to me and he'd say, Richard, don't try and be anything that you're fucking not. You've not got any experience. You've not got, oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. You've not got the experience. So when you go in, just let your fucking hands go. Don't overthink it. So when I were amateur, I took that literally. And, and I remember one fella in particular, he's actually on Instagram, it's called Ryan uh, Barnett, I think he is. Lovely kid, lovely kid. And uh, he was trained by um, Chris Pyatt, if you remember Chris Pyatt. Chris Pyatt, he won on World's Greatest Knockouts. I'd never even heard of this guy until I saw that DVD. Um, and he was trained by him. And I couldn't give a fuck if, if he were trained by... Mike Tyson, it didn't really enter my mind because I didn't understand boxing, you know. I just thought, there's a fella stood in front of me. I've got, I was, I'd sold like 400, 500 tickets at £20 each, amateurs. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm going to smash this fella's head in, you know. I'm going to hurt him. That's what I used to think. I didn't really think much more than that. Quite Neanderthal, to be honest with you. I, I understand. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, to be fair, often there's nothing scarier than a young, hungry boxer who's not afraid of who's in front of him. You know, yeah, they, they, you know they have nothing to lose. Oh no! Do you know? To be honest with you, I've got to correct you there. I were always scared. I were always yeah. I, always, I were, but I was scared of different things. I weren't scared of being hit. I weren't scared of you know breaking a bone or um, not necessarily getting knocked out. But I was scared of. I always used to enter my mind. I always used to think if I get knocked out, I think I, because we're habitual creatures, aren't we? So yeah. I think I picked the habit up of thinking along this line of if I get knocked out now, I've got, I've sold 500 tickets. I've got, there's probably people in crowd what, you know, are from a rocky background like me. Because um, I had all sorts of people. That's one of the things which is, um, which I'm blessed for. I've still got a lot of um, friends that could be classed as um, criminals or whatever, um, and and the army friends, the the my beautiful friends, they've they've always stood by me. I've always stood by them. Obviously, from my point, a legal side of things these days, um, but we developed a, a long-standing friendship with a lot of the fellas that were coming to see me. And I used to think to myself, if I get knocked out in front of these. That's I'm 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 a weak I'm a weak target. I'm not necessarily from them, but from you know uh, previous so-called enemies or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I can't I, and I had that fear. That was fear was strong in me. So I'd go into fights and I'd just be looking at them. And I remember all I could hear out of five five hundred people were Brendan's voice. Sit down on your shots. One shot. Three shot. I could hear him. <laughs> and then, um, and, um, you know, I'd go in there and I'd just think, and that Ryan in particular, he actually come to spa recently and we just had a little move around, just messing around, because he's actually a bare knuckle fighter now, Ryan. Um, and he's doing really well. He knocked the fella out in 30 seconds or something. Doing really well. 
But I remember Ryan in particular. It was a um, a, a social a, a social club or whatever you call them, a working man's club, and um, and the place was packed with people that I knew. And I'm stood there just looking at him, and he's looking at me, and I was just thinking, I'm fucking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> you don't, you shouldn't be here, lad. And um, and I did, I think, um, you know, we are trying to discredit Ryan. Um, I'm sure he'd give it me now, um, <laughs> but. Um, I just fucking annihilated him. <laughs> and uh, I remember him after just like looking up and just, what the fuck has just happened? <laughs> and uh, and I were, there weren't no finesse behind what I was doing, not even necessarily as a pro. I never confessed to being the most crisp boxer, uh, the Tyson Furies or Anthony Joshua's or, you know, Dillian White's or, you know, my beautiful friend Deontay type thing. I never confessed to having the skill that those guys have got, but... I just knew that I'm going to hit him there, I'm going to hit him there, I'm going to hit him there, I'm going to hit him there. Um, not necessarily just with my hands, you know, if I got a chance to... Yeah, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I did have, I, I got, I had good success as an amateur and then I went to, um, I remember Dominic saying to me, um, do you want the good news or the bad news? And I was like, any. So he went, um, you, you've got, we've got you a fight and it's for in, to go in ABAs like you you go in ABAs so I went in first round won the first round second round won that and then um, he said you're fighting a fella called Simon Valilla so I was like alright make no fucking difference to me um, and he went he's, he's won Commonwealth Games like twice I think it were but don't quote me on that I know he won Commonwealth Games but I can't remember um, so I was like all right, I didn't know what Commonwealth Games were. I didn't know. <laughs> Stupid, really, um, on my part. Um, and I went down there uh, to Institute of Sport um, and I, I beat him up for three rounds. And in the fourth round, I was like just looking across and I'm just looking at, I wasn't even listening to the person in my corner. I think it was a woman called Val. Um, and I was looking across at him and I could see his nose bleeding, his eye was swelling up. And I thought, I'm going to knock this kid out now. Uh, I went back out and and he's like looking at me and he's he's doing that with his left hand as if to say you're getting this left hand and I remember thinking to myself you couldn't even hurt me if you fucking if I let you hit me with it and he's like nodding going like that so referee went off you go and he come out and I thought stupidly I thought I'm gonna let him hit me with it and I show him that it won't hurt me and I, I just walked forward stupidly stood square with my feet square and he just went bang with he went, <laughs> Boom with his left hand, and I just went back onto ropes and six foot eight, um, seventeen stone. I've linked on ropes and ropes give way, and it just I look like <laughs> Mister Soft. <laughs> amateurs being amateurs, they jumped in and went whoa, and I was just like no, and I grabbed breath, and I was like what are you doing? <laughs> and um, and I, that was my first shot at championship boxing, and I I blew it, and then uh, after that, it was like everybody just turned on me well I even not not necessarily people I knew but people that you know just come with friends that I knew to support me uh, I was trying to sell tickets for another fight and they were like oh yeah we, we can't we can't make it I don't think we can make it and I was like have they changed to me changed towards me a little bit but Brendan just he all he was always my you know I don't want to sound like a um I don't want to sound uh, homosexual. Not, 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 not <laughs> friend, I'm joking, joking, joking. I don't want to sound. Um, I don't want to sound too, too soft. Like, but Brendan, man, 
I love that guy. And he just used to say to me, he'd say, Richard, listen to me. You're as good as your last fight in boxing. Always remember that. Don't get caught away with the fucking fairies. You've, you've lost a fight. Tomorrow you'll win a fight. And all the people that doubt you today will be back on the bandwagon tomorrow. Keep with it. Keep with it. The secret is how long can you fucking go? And I'd be like, I've not got anything else, Brendan. I've not got anything else. I'd run out of money and I'd remember going to me because I had no job. I was boxing. And um, I remember going to my cupboards and I'd open my cupboards and they were like a packet of noodles. What? I didn't even like noodles. <laughs> and and a, a tin of tuna. And I'd be like, fuck, what am I going to do? And I swear this to you, each and every time I'd go to my cupboards and they'd just be uh, like, not even a, a bowl full of porridge, you know, in the bottom of the bag. I'd get it. Brendan had phoned me every time, I swear to you. Four or five times it happened over the space of like 10 years. He'd phone me, where are you? And I'd think, fucking hell, he's going to get me digging into a tree or doing shopping for old people or picking litter up for five miles this way and five miles back. And I'd go, I'm, I'm at home, Brent, because I'd obviously trained in the morning, quarter to seven we'd train. And it go, the wife wants to see you, Alma. God bless her. Beautiful again. Um, the wife and I'd go round and she'd give me an envelope and she'd go, Richard, you're the only person that I see with Brendan consistently every single day. If you work for nothing, you'll never be out of a job. And she'd pass me an envelope and it'd have money in it. And she'd, you know, I get, I've got a lump in the throat. And She'd 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 give me money, and 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 she'd go. That's for shopping, Richard, and get me shopping. And over over the next over the next probably few months, you'll understand why. Um, when I speak about um, them type of things, why it chokes me up a little bit. You'll understand why. Uh, but I don't because I, I don't I don't really want to uh, talk about anything like that now. But um, just 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 saved my life and they don't even realise what they did do you know what I mean yeah no, that's great yeah uh, it's uh, it's amazing the impact people can have on your life and you know it's something that seems so little to you when you're helping someone can be the biggest thing to somebody else yeah uh, it's yeah such... I've, I've um I've got I've got I've got kids now I've got me on gym I don't know if you know yeah I've got yeah. Me... yeah I've got me on gym um, and I've got I've got one kid in particular, Yassine, and he'll be watching this smiling now. But um, he deserves he deserves a mention. He deserves any good what's to come from him to to him, um, because just just four years ago, this kid was just to mention a few things was getting he'd been excluded from school like three times. He got expelled from two schools, I think. Um, um, he, he come to me when he was like ten. Um, he's obviously fourteen now. Um, he was overweight. He, his 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 feet were overpronated to a ridiculous like level. Like you'd look at him and think, "What's wrong with this kid? Is he fucking physically as well as mentally retarded?" Um, but far, far, far from it. You know, um, now. He's 
a shining example of what uh, a student fighter should be. And yeah. he's not even had a he's not even had a bout yet because of all this corona thing, and he's yeah. not even had a bout yet, you know. Um, and he's just he's shining on every little every level you can think of. I take him, I've took him down to Adams Gym in in uh, Surrey in Red Hill. I've took him down there, and he's run rings around two kids. What have had like lo- lots of fights each. Fair play um, to him. And yeah. and. And and like you, if if you met him now, if you spoke to him, you you'd just you'd, you'd either call me a liar or you'd say I can't I can't understand how this kid could have been what Richard described as a complete misfit, a complete pain in the backside. One of the kids that most parents and I've asked him, he said, yeah, parents did. I heard parents saying, don't play with him, don't do not go near that kid, horrible little kid. You know, and you see him now, and he's a ple- I've got him round me all the time. He's a pleasure. And sounds so eloquent in how he speaks, and got a six pack and all. That. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's like, he's like Richard. He just says to me, he goes, Richard. He goes, you, do you realise what you've done for me? You've you've sorted my life out, Richard. He goes, my mom. He goes, my mom and dad. He goes, and he goes, I'm not just saying this, Richard. He goes, my family think you're an angel sent by God, and I'm like, all right, lad, shut up. <laughs> <Hearing me out. laughs> that's great to hear though isn't it? Yeah. Hear. Isn't it? You're, you know what Brendan Ingle and his wife were to you is what you are to this kid and that, he's that's not it. the only kid I'm yeah. just mentioning he's one to mention yeah you know? and um, it's fantastic isn't it you can you can give back to the boxing community that way and these young kids it's, it's absolutely brilliant and yeah, yeah it's brilliant definitely. to hear stories like that it's really good yeah definitely pal definitely I'm um, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely blessed and we had a talking gym you know I probably do their own heads and I've, I've actually got some really good fighters I've Cash Alle he's, uh, he's obviously training yeah. me that's who went to spar with Derek Trezor today um, uh, I've got Chris uh, Lateke he's hoping to go in uh, next Olympics, he's in qualifiers in four weeks, I think it is, uh, whatever country it is, I think it's Croatia. Um, and then I've got Jordan, um, Jordan, he's he's 17, Jordan, Baraka, he's, um, he's, he's, he's a monster, he comes to me, just a little kid, been with me four years as well. Uh, Yasin, obviously, a um, few kids have fell off, then I've got little Wael, um, just an absolute brilliant little student he's not even from this country can't even speak english then um and i've got brandon brandon's got he's he's high on the autistic spectrum um his mom's explained to me what he's been diagnosed with you know and you watch him now and you you, if you speak to him you'll probably you'll probably think to yourself he's either wired (laughs) not wired right (laughs) but he's, he's fully autistic so I'm doing Brendan's work. It's Brendan what right. up for this. Brendan. Going, no, good, good on you as well. You know, you're passing it on. It's fantastic. Thank you, pal. Thank you. Well, there's, there's no greater teacher in life than someone who's lived. And you can't steer someone in the right direction if you've never been on the wrong one. But mm. I'm a firm believer in that. You can't give someone advice if you've got no advice to give. Oh, definitely. Well, there's a saying, isn't there? If you don't know, you don't know. And um, and I remember there were me, Junior Witter, Kid Galahad, Kel Brook, um, and a few other. Uh, Danny, Danny, Danny McIntosh was there, um, and a few other fighters that, if I mentioned, you might know, but I can't really recall. Uh, there's one in particular, but he got he ended up getting locked up for rape, so I'm not mentioning him. 
Uh, <laughs> whatever it is, I don't know, but uh, you'll understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and he went down every one of them, Brendan. He went, you're obviously fucking WBC champion to junior. He went, have I not always said you're going to be British, Commonwealth, European and world champion? And Junior went, yeah, you are, Brent. He went, I was fucking right. He went, Tabara, you'll be British, Commonwealth, European and world champion. And you'll earn a fucking fortune. You'll have a license to print money. And then he went to the next one, went to the next one, said the same thing. And then he came to me and he went, and I were expecting him to go British, same thing. And he went, You'll make a fantastic coach. Now, we're like, what, Brent? I'm a fucking coach. I mean, I'm, I'm training all these little, harder than all these little bastards. Oh, coach, I'm going to be a coach. And he went, listen to me, you thick bastard. There's nothing to stop you from becoming champion, but you're brilliant at connecting with people. I went, and, I like, and I was actually gutted that he'd said that to me. I remember I, I, it put a determination inside me. I thought, right, I'm going to show you. It made me more determined, which I'm sure he planned on doing. But he could see what I couldn't even, I couldn't even begin to comprehend then. And look what I'm doing now. You know, wisdom, man. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. In, in boxing, you've, You've sparred with everyone. You've been in the big training camps. You've been with Klitschko. You've been with Hay. You've been with Wilder. But the the journey you've been on through boxing, you couldn't make it up. Oh, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. I were, I were explaining to somebody earlier. I went to uh, Russia to spar with Alexander Povetkin. Um, and I think I'd had, I'd, had, I'd had about four professional fights and Four, four professional handbags, you know, <laughs> four knockouts, you know. And um, so Dominic said, oh, do you want to wanna go and spar in, in Russia? And I was just like, what? Brilliant. I didn't think, I didn't, I, I didn't think it possible that I'd ever, you know, I'd, I'd have trouble getting to Spain with my criminal record, obviously. I've got firearms, I've got kidnapped, false imprisonment. I've got um, uh, attempt murders. Uh, I've got a, a lot of, crazy charges like um and i've been in a lot of crazy circumstances you know uh, so i thought there's no way you know you hear of them stopping people because they they got caught with a um naked a chocolate bar and they couldn't get into america and think you know you hear different things and yeah. i always assumed that i'd have problems you know moving around the world and that might stump my growth in boxing i always thought that um Anyway, what were I saying? Sorry. Uh, going out to Russia to spar with Povetkin. Oh, yeah. So um, so I was like, flipping heck, to Russia. And I was like, can we get my visa sorted? So anyway, he goes, yeah, we got it all. So we got everything sorted. Uh, and I went out there. Um, cutting a long story short, we got there and it was minus 22. Um, the, the, <laughs> the, the water the water in me in my basin, in the toilet, was frozen. So it was like a... Ice cube of piss. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've gone to the toilet and I'm bursting for a week because they've not given me no money and and I'm not I don't want to discredit uh, Povetkin in any way because um, they did look after me but I think it were more a, 
uh, a breakdown in communication as to why um, these things happen. But they'd not paid me. You know, I was supposed to get money as soon as I landed there. I think I had like twenty pounds, and you know, if you if you're well read, you'll know that pounds don't work in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so when I've got there. Uh, I just need a toilet, and I'm in this sh- in this like shack in the middle of nowhere. Um, so I've run out to I've run to the toilet. I've gone in, and it's like just a little shabby shack, but all you need for a sparring partner. So I've gone to have a wee, and I've noticed water's frozen when me wee's it. Obviously, so I've gone outside. I've opened the door, and I've realised how cold it is, but I didn't realise. So I've I've gone to have a wee anyway, and um, it froze before it, it flowed. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So I've gone, why? So I've like broke it up and I'm like, ah. So I've gone back. <laughs> so I've, I've gone to sleep anyway. I've, I've uh, cried myself to sleep. <laughs> um, so, nice grief as well. Huh? <laughs> yeah. so, um, so the next day they've said, oh, you, you're sparring. So we, uh, they've come and picked us up in this minibus thing with big fucking tyres on it. Took us to uh, this gym. Really nice gym, and um, and as I've gone in there, they've like all I think a lot of Olympic heavyweights were there and uh, super heavyweights and stuff like that, and they were all just looking at me for some reason. There were other sparring partners there, but they were just looking at me as if to say, "You, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean?" Um, and I just walked in. I've always been. I'm, I've never been really intimidated by new surroundings. I went to nearly every prison in 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 Britain for some some to, at some point. So um I'm used to moving around or what have you and I walked in and, and they're all looking at me and I just walked past them. Hey yeah. Hey yeah. Anyway, uh, I've got in first 30 seconds, Pavetkin's broke my ribs. And um, and I've got and I've got another six weeks left. And I, do you know that that's what I'm saying to you. I was stood tall upright with my big chin in air and um and I've got my arm out like that. And he just slipped under, went boom, bit like what you're dealing with, and broke my ribs. Oh. And um, Olympic gold medalist, not to be ashamed of. And I was just like, <laughs> fucking Alan. Anyway, I've la- I lasted another six weeks, and I sparred with most of the the Russian Russian amateur team as well. I sparred with them all. And, Do you reckon uh, that stood you quite well in your career? Because um, I watched an interview with Darren Till. He had a UFC fighter, and he went over to Brazil when he was 16. And he was shoved in a gym, completely. You know, no one spoke his language. He couldn't speak their language, mm. and he felt like he he had a tar- he, he was a target for everyone. And oh, he said yeah. that he said that year of training with these people, you, you know, you end up learning language, you end up learning to spar with them, etc. Changed them as a fighter. Would you say you had that same experience over in Russia for them six oh, weeks? Yeah, definitely. Well, for the first week, I couldn't. I couldn't. If you understand this carefully, I don't know if you had a broken rib before. Yeah, it hurts. Um, you but, can't laugh. But, you can't cough. I'll break. I couldn't, really good. I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't sit. I couldn't touch it. I couldn't lie down. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't. And then I sparred. I, and I sparred most of the rounds because I was told it was for. Um, I'm sure it was for the Klitschko fight. I'm sure it were. I'm sure it was for Klitschko fight. Um, and um, and I couldn't. I could not. I couldn't even move. I couldn't lie down and. I don't know how I got through it because I, I can't, I can't tell you how painful it was. And you know, I got in and sparred, and I think I sparred like a maximum of eight rounds at one point, and a bit later on, you know, in the um, the four weeks. But um, afterwards, 
you know, when I were going, all the, you know, it started off with a hostile greeting. Um, and when I was going, they were all like coming over and, you know, doing that on my hand and they were going, we, we respect you. And, um, and, and they were all like, they give me a really good send off and it was like, yeah. quite, um, and Pavekin were like, you keep going, keep going. You're very, very tricky, tricky customer type thing. And I was like, fucking wanting to and having to, pal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Now, obviously, um, you've just mentioned uh, Pavekin being one of them, but it's obviously documented that you were in the Hay Camp with Wilder. Um, you've, you've sparred uh, AJ, Fury, yeah. and obviously the Klitschko brothers. Um, yeah. Is there any interesting stories from there, like uh, with you dropping people or being dropped yourself that you can let on? Or? Yeah, yeah. I always, um, I, I've, um, if if I were to, you know, just to to tease you a little bit, uh, if I were, <laughs> if I were to if I were to say the people that and and I don't lie, if I were to say the people that I dropped, um, the people that I knocked out in sparring, because one thing I could do a punch and and I probably yeah, still can. Um, it's they say it's the last thing that that you lose, but um, you'd, you'd know it was, let's put it that way, but I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I've heard sparring partners, yeah. you know, said that, said that they knocked me down and I've heard sparring partners say, oh yeah, we did this and we did that. I've heard taxi drivers tell me how they used to beat Prince Nazim up and how they used to, you know, <laughs> before they woke up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? With a, with a face in the conflict. That's completely fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. From, from the outside with training camps, they always look quite serious. Obviously, we, we don't see what happens uh, inside. But is there anyone like in particular who you have had in your camp and all that who's been like the most entertaining with some all the banter and the practical jokes around? Or is it always constantly quite serious? Yeah, no, no. You know, uh, I sparred a lot with Tyson. Me and Tyson... Fewer, obviously, um, yeah. shared 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 the ring quite a lot, and you know uh, the last time um, I saw I saw off Tyson Fury, he called me a big doctor because <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, cause, uh, I was what do you call that? I'd commented uh, and basically said that you know in comparison to um, Deontay Wilder, I, I couldn't compare anybody hitting as hard, and I weren't I weren't discredit I weren't discrediting uh, what's the word discredit discrediting. I wasn't discrediting anybody I was just trying to explain how hard Deontay punches and um, and uh, in comparison and and basically I just said you know Tyson probably was because I didn't think Tyson punched that hard obviously yeah. he's a big man and of course I felt it when he of course I did <laughs> Tyson the majority of majority of spars we had Tyson box rings around me I'm not going to you know, sit here and fabricate the truth. Um, Tyson run rings around me. He was world amateur champion before I even thought about getting out of print, before I even knew I was getting out. He'd already won world world championships one or tw- one, once or twice. So he'd got uh, an abundance of experience in comparison to me. I wasn't saying anything like that, but um, Tyson, definitely. When uh, One thing I'd say about Tyson, because I've hurt him, you know, I've... I, I think I broke his ribs at one point, Tyson Fury's, and um, that's not me, you know, speaking ill of the fella. I've got respect for the fella. Um, it, what he's done in boxing is quite tremendous, and um, to 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 pull it out of the bag like he has, you know, you can't do nothing but respect Tyson. And I've actually, I actually, I've known Tyson for a good few years now, and we've always got on, and we've all, we've he's always been open with me. Um, 
and me getting into the ring with him, it was it was it was like something crazy. But I did it, and and I've got the experience, and I've I've got the T-shirt to to say that I shared the ring with with such a a champion and such a a guy what's created such a, a feat. Um, yeah. So and again, with the Klitschko's and Wilder as well, you know, a, you know, you you have sparred the best of the best there is yeah, the heavyweight. Yeah, definitely. I sparred with. I actually sparred with Vitali as well. Um, yeah, I sparred with Vitali, and uh, somebody asked me today actually down at Chisora's because obviously uh, we were down there sparring and oh, speaking to David Adderley. Uh, oh yeah, lovely, oh, yeah. lovely, <laughs> lovely weapon, weapon. He looks uh, like a beast. Yeah, he's a beast. Make yeah. no mistake about it. And, uh, we're, yeah, we were, we were sat speaking today, and um, and he just said, "I goes." Uh, he, he said, "Oh, have you sparred with him this and that?" I goes, "I, I sparred with." Uh, he goes, "Who was the best out of Vladimir and Vitaly?" And I goes, "Well, um, Vladimir." You know, no disrespect to Vladimir, but I don't know if this is a Yorkshire way of describing somebody. But I found him to be a bit of a fanny. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, just in the sense that we'd be sat there and he. Uh, and every all sparring partners would be there, not to mention any names. Love the guys, um, um, and and Vladimir, his, his party piece was speaking like Borat. So um, we'd be sat there, and he'd go, "Yes, yes, it's very nice," and I'd be like, <laughs> and um, and he'd be going, "Yes, it's very nice, nice," and I'd be like, and I was just being polite, but I was thinking, "Fuck, is this guy taking picks like?" <laughs> <laughs> Why is he speaking to me like that? You know, I don't. I didn't understand it. I thought he would take a piss at me. You know, I thought yeah. is he like, is he like degrading me or whatever? I don't. I because I didn't. I'd not seen Borat at that time, or I weren't familiar with him. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I was just. Can I'm. I'm one of them. Me. I can't. I. I can't hide how I'm feeling. You know. I wish mm. I could a little bit more than what I can. <laughs> um. But but I was just like, yeah, fuck this. See in a bit. And I just walked off, seeing gym type thing. And um, and he come over to me when uh, Richard he goes, are you upset? He goes, are you upset? I was like, nah, but I don't know what what do you mean like very nice and what what do you, I don't understand what you're doing there. You know what I mean? And he was like, no, it's it's Borat, Borat, the the comedian Sasha Karen Bowen. So I was like, oh right, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I didn't understand. And, uh, just he's a little bit of a geek, do you know what I mean? But lovely guy, consummate yeah. professional. But I found Vitale to be a little bit more, um, a little bit more workable, a little bit more of a, um, a little bit more of a, a little bit more communicative, um, and uh, yeah. and I, I think I gelled a little bit more with uh, Vitale, and I've actually seen him in England a few years ago because he's he's um, his son, excuse me, his son goes to school over here, or he did. All oh, right. Yeah. Um, and and he's just a just the both lovely fellas, both lovely fellas. But I found uh, Vitale a little bit easier t- to relate to. Yeah. Um, but I'd say out of the fun, out of most, out of all the heavyweights, the most fun I ever had was with my dear friend Deontay Wilder. We we spent a long time together, obviously in Klitschko camp. Um, and and I know that those guys looked at me. They were like, "This guy's not right, Ed." I met a fella called Russ Amber, who's very, a very, very dear friend of mine. He owns a, a boxing company called Rival, um, and they sponsor um, Lomachenko. They sponsor yeah. uh, loads of different fighters. Yeah, they're massive, aren't they? Yeah, they're massive, and and it's Russ Amber what owns that. He's he's my dear friend, and um, and he he wraps hands 
amazing and he, he wrapped me hands. He were wrapped, he were actually there working with Deontay. And um and I and these guys were looking at me as if to say, Why is this guy here on his own? He's he's just fresh out of jail. He's come here to spar with Vladimir. Is this is he is he right in head? <laughs> um so I made a lot of friends, you know, that way. Um and I just like I say, I I I, I was always willing to just get in and just just practice what Brendan believed I could become something at. Then when when Brendan obviously got sick, mm. um it were it were it took a little bit of the 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 sugar out of what I was doing and you know my beloved my beautiful beloved friend Adam Booth um he he when I went to spar with David A for the Tyson Fury fight, funnily enough, um I got to know Adam and I turned up on my own. All other sparring partners had turned up with uh, the trainers and cut men and all this and that. Um, and um, and I, me and Adam just, we gelled straight away. Um, within, within I think it was within a year, um, I'd already spoke to Brendan. Uh, a little bit of an incident had happened down at gym with another fighter, you know, me being me. Um, took it a little bit too far. I scared I scared quite a few people and I made Brendan a little bit uncomfortable. Um and and I basically me and Brendan made a, a joint decision that, you know, I'd met a good friend in Adam Booth and um Dominic probably took me as far as I could as I could go as a heavyweight type thing, but all, you know, in out of love and stuff like that. And um and I went to speak to Adam within a year. I was living with him, his wife, and his two beautiful little babies. And, you know, and they looked after me. They treated me like one of their own and, you know, embraced me completely. And we're still friends. To, we're still very, very close friends to this day. We, we speak most days, me and Adam. Um, and, um, and when I do go to London or Surrey, I stay, I stay with Adam and his, and his lovely family. So, um yeah, I, I was just always willing. I was always willing to just get out there. And this is what I was saying. When Brendan got sick and I realised that he was in the last stages of his life, if I'm honest, you know, like I said, I don't want to discredit or um, take anything away from my beautiful friend Adam Booth because he's a master, master coach, master um tactical coach, whatever you want to call it, he's brilliant at what he does. And I learned so much from him. What I used still use today, and it's it's working in the gym with the fighters I've got. Um, I took pieces from him. I took pieces from Emmanuel Stewart, who I spent a little bit of time with when I went over to Austria when he, he was obviously training Klitschko. Um, and then obviously my beautiful friend Brendan. And when he got when Brendan got ill, and I realised it were the the last stages, it were like. I struggled, I, I, I struggled not trying to play the violins or anything, but I struggled getting out of bed in the same way that I got out of bed, knowing that me and Brendan were doing it. Me and me and I were going to show Brendan that um, the time he's put into me and that I could be his first heavyweight champion. And obviously not putting Johnny Nelson to the side, but Johnny were more known as a cruiserweight. And if I could yeah. become heavyweight champion and Brendan, I could make it, I could give him that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Do, you, do you sort of get that hunger now, knowing that you're, you know, getting out of bed now? You're getting out of bed to do that for the kids you're training now and the boxers you're training. I mean, does that that must you must get that same feeling as you got when you were waking up to go and train with Brendan? Yeah, that that is a good 
good question, man. And I tell you, um, the thing is, Rob, um, I've got to I've got to a stage now where I explain to the kids openly who's the most important. Even though I've I've put money, all the money I ever had, I've put into this gym, getting it to where it's at now. Um, I pay the rent every month. I pay the bills every month. Even though it might seem I'm putting everything into this right now, who's the most important in this gym to you, Yassine? And he goes, me, Richard. And I go, who's the most important, Cash? And he goes, me. And then I go around all kids and they go, me. And I go, and this is what you have to understand about being a fighter. You have to understand that you're you're the gold card. You're the one that this is for. You keep me alive. Coming into this gym, knowing that, you know, last week, Brandon, with his autistic self, is doing things what ain't going to be accepted in a fight and going to get him hurt. Um, we've got to work through it. We've got to, we've got to get round it. And that he does, because I'm passionate about what we're doing. Do you understand, Brandon? He goes, yes, Richard. Cash letting your legs go to sleep and while people are throwing big monster everywhere to throwing shots at you, you, you're twitching and all this and that. It's my pleasure and my absolute life ambition to stop you from doing this and be, make help you become the best you can be. Do you understand that? And then I said, same thing to Yasin, same thing to Chris, same thing to Jordan, same thing to all of it, to Watil. I, I speak to them all. Uh, Yusuf is just coming to gym and, and I, I just say, you guys keep me alive because all the way through this lockdown, um, the 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 elite ones such as Chris and Cash, um, we've been training, and the other kids who haven't been allowed to come into the gym, they've been they've yeah. been training on on the, on um, WhatsApp, so they send me videos twice a day, every day, um, eight hours a day. They've been grafting, and 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 it's now taking its toll because. They're showing immense improvements with the things I ask them to do, which are somewhat advanced. You know, for, to say to say how little experience they've got. You know, they they complete every task I throw at them, and they do everything I say. Um, so yeah, I, 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 this is my passion, man. I I love getting out of bed in the morning. It's just it's I, I sit and I watch boxing probably three hours minimum a day you know the ob yeah. the obvious um reels of you know tremendous champions that have that are still here and that have passed i watch them so i can pass on more knowledge than what i've got and the stories that i share with them of my experiences you know one in particular of the you know the frozen frozen icicle story uh, i've shared i've shared everything with them and i've told them and i can see it, it nurtures them. I can see it nourishes them, and I can see the it you the use it, and it's it's working. So this is I do believe that you know I'm not I'm not the most religious person, but um, our creator, you know, whatever created us, whether it be God, yeah. Allah, whether it be Buddha, whether it be whatever it, it our creator it deserves respect because I've been put in this position for a reason, and I, I I've got a sneaky feeling. Brendan sat somewhere and he's got something to do with something. I don't know, you know, I don't <laughs> no, know. Of course. But... Of course. <laughs> no, it, it, it makes sense to think like that though, because, you know, you talk the previous, 
simply years ago about the importance of mentors and then you become a mentor by default and by the sounds of it you're not just dealing with kids that are going to go on and be world champions you're dealing with kids with real problems you know a child with autism is going to have problems growing up they, they're going to be bullied it's awful you know kids can be horrible and there's going to be coordination issues that come with that because dyspraxia and autism go hand in hand yep and you're taking that kid and not you're not going to teach him to be world champion but you're going to teach him to be the best version of himself and that is what's important that's a, that's it richard as well you know like you're not just a boxing trainer to these kids yeah, you know, you're, you're more than that um yeah your life coach you're probably a brother or uncle, you know, that's how these kids look at you. Um, yep. and that's all down to your hard work of putting the effort in with them as well. So you should be proud of that. Thank you. Thank you. But I just want to touch on one thing that you just said, Luke, when you said um, he's not going to become world champion. Yeah. Right. So I remember, not, not in any way, referring to Johnny as being um, having any, you know, mental ailment or anything like that uh, or physical ailment. But I remember Brendan telling me about when Johnny first walked into the gym and he said to me, he said, Johnny walked into the gym at first when he was 14 years old. He walked into the gym and he looked like a fucking scared Mississippi Negro being chased by the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> he said he walked into gym. He said his fucking eyes were like saucers. <laughs> he said and he's fucking he's worried. He was scared stiff. He said he walked into gym. He said, and you'd have never ever believed Johnny would have been become a boxer. Never mind an unbeaten for seven years world champion. Never in a million years. He goes, Prince Nazim. He goes, he was known as the little kid with a big nose and big ears. He goes, and that was it. He goes, to become what he became. He goes, I used to tell people, he'll go on to earn 40 million quid. He goes, and there's nothing to stop him other than himself or the people that he chooses to have around him earning 400 million quid. Now, this is one of the things I understand. With human, human beings, human nature, or whatever you want to call it, we are far more capable than what society today's society allows us to be possible. Far more capable. And I'm not trying to tell you stuff you don't already know, guys, yeah? But yeah, yeah. I see it every day. If you'd have seen... Brandon, the autistic kid, yeah. when he first came into the gym, you'd have never, you'd have said, because I, I promise you, I'm, I'm no different. I actually stood there and I actually sighed. And the only reason why I didn't say to him, it's not for you, pal, is because of these multiple stories Brendan told me. Is because of, you know, my heart, I didn't have the heart to say to this kid what had a determination in his eyes. Yeah, but um, I, I, I would like to, I would like to train and I would like to become champion and I would like, I would like to 
make something better of myself. You'd have never thought he'd, he's at, he'd be at where he's at now. Yeah. This yeah. kid, this kid spars eight open rounds, and 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 bearing in mind, I'm, my gym's not one of those gyms. What you know uh, is being run by. Uh, a fellow what's never even stepped into a ring. He's only ever watched Rocky films and, you know, no direction intended to anyone in particular. But you know the gyms I'm talking about, you know the coaches, I'm, uh, the trainers I'm talking about, yeah. the, the open gyms, and they've got this idea of what they think boxing is. And, you know, if you take a shot um, to give a shot, this will, will galvanise you, it'll make you strong. I'm of Brendan's mentality. Don't get hit for nobody. As soon as any of my fighters have been hit in the past, aside from Cash, who's a seasoned pro, and Chris, who's a seasoned amateur, they get clipped, they're learning a different way. Any of the kids get touched. Yasin, and you watching, you watch this kid now. I'll send you videos or look on me, you know, me um me Instagram. And yeah, you can yeah. see the, the advanced things this kid's doing. He's never even had a fight. It gets into into sparring, like I said, with kids what have had X amount of fights, champions, and runs rings round them and comes out with not even a mark or a scuff on his skin. So I'm only pulling, I'm only concentrating, focusing on this particular subject because I refuse to fall for the common denominator that an autistic kid a kid with physical or mental in, in, uh, impairments or whatever you call it, um, can't become what these champions can become. If you read through history, if you read about, because I've become a student of boxing myself, more of a student than I ever was when I was fighting. If you read about Sugar Ray Robinson, he'd, he'd, get, he'd, he'd have a wig He'd have all his clothes folded, strategically precise. What he'd take into the, the dressing room before every fight, he'd take him into dressing room and he'd fold them and he'd put them into corner and, and he'd have a disguise like a nose and glasses. And they'd say to him, they'd say, why, why, do you, why, why are these there? And he'd go, because you haven't seen the crowds. When a black man loses a fight or or does something embarrassing in a fight, like gets knocked out. You haven't seen what the crowd, the crowds are brutal. He goes, so in case I embarrass myself, Sugar Ray Robinson, yeah. arguably, arguably the, best the, of the best. Yeah. Um, he'd, hide a, he'd hide a disguise in the changing rooms every fight, and just in case, he embarrassed himself, just in case it didn't go the way he wanted it to go. Now, when you look at all these things, if, to, if that happened today, if people had, they'd associate, you know, depression or anxiety, I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, I've not had a touch of whatever it is. <laughs> I'm clearly not wired, right? But what I'm trying to say to you is, is who's to say that these particular traits or um, qualities or characteristics weren't of on the autistic spectrum, weren't on the dyslexic spectrum weren't yeah. on the yeah. mental impairment spectrum so i refuse to believe because i'm seeing it every single day through brandon through yasin because i understand 
when when I was in school, you know, teachers had said to me, Richard, get this done. And I'd just be like, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Nah, nah. My me, me friends that sat side of me, they'd go, Richard, why don't you just do your work? And I'd go, because I'm not being told what to do. I can't. And I physically couldn't do it. And I yeah. knew that if I if I got sent home for not doing my work, my dad had told me, if you get sent home from school, if you get into trouble at school, you're going to come home and you're going to find your mum dead. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And I'd go, yeah, I understand. So don't get into trouble at school. And i go, all right. So I'd go oh. to school. And even though I had this in back of my mind, I couldn't physically bring myself to complete whatever I was being ordered to do. And I'm still the same thing. I'm still the same the same way. And yeah. if that's not a mental fucking, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, I don't know what it is. I've got, and, I, and that's just to name one. So yeah. what's yeah, this case? And I, I, know, wasn't, I know you weren't suggesting that, Luke. Yeah, I, I wasn't you, being disrespectful. It was, no, uh, no, 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 I know you weren't. I just want to clarify that right here yeah. and now in front of your yeah. face. I know you weren't saying that, but you was you was you was basically just saying that um, the 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 common consensus, yeah. the general consensus, is that these these types of people aren't aren't necessarily going to become what Floyd Mayweather was or become what um, Can uh, uh, Alvarez is Canelo Alvarez is or uh, what you know that's just to name a few Billy Joe Saunders, yeah. uh, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. Um, I know you weren't. I know you weren't saying that. I know that. I'm not. I'm not. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying that there's no fucking fighter steps in that ring. What's a full shilling? <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. So, um, just because just because we've not physically been diagnosed with you know being on the autistic spectrum, don't mean that we we don't carry traits. Don't mean that you know we're all normal and that's the that's the thing what because fighters champions and the highest achievers especially in the game in the in the sport of boxing in the trade of boxing are far from normal yeah. sorry to go on sorry to go on no it's, it's, it's brilliant I, i'm just honored you're giving us your time and going into so much detail oh. it's uh, absolutely it's so grateful it's blown us away to be honest you're welcome us. man you're welcome it's i've, my uh, I've got to I've got to ask before you go, though. We've obviously got to turn it as it's uh, probably going to be announced pretty soon. Uh, who have you got as obviously sparring both of them? Uh, AJ Fury, what are you? Uh, what's your prediction on that? How do you think it's going to go? Yeah, uh, well, I've predicted things in the past, and it, it seems like everyone I predict, <laughs> I get it wrong. <laughs> we're we're yeah. just getting betting tips, Richard. <laughs> uh, if, you share, if you share your winnings with me, then I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think um, with, with with regards to Tyson, um, wow, you know, you've got to look at this guy, you know, with whatever, because I also listened to my, my friend Deontay and, you know, I never, dis I never uh, dismiss anything anybody says. I never dismiss what, especially these guys, what are high achievers in, in every sense of those, those words. Yeah. Uh, um, I, whatever, whatever, which way, things have gone or how things are you've got to look at the accomplishments and if you look at the accomplishments of Tyson you look at the accomplishments of jo uh, Anthony Joshua it's it's amazing and it's going to be a good fight I think it's going to be a good fight I'm not going to give a cop-out answer because I've got an opinion um, and I've sparred with both of them 
you know, um, more times than I can remember. Um, and I just think Tyson's got more in the bag than Joshua. Tyson being a big man and Tyson, you know, showing that if he wants to, you know, play dog rules, if he wants to get his hands dirty and get stuck in, put his hands in shit and fucking rub it in your face and fucking hit you and he'll, he'll do what he, what's got yeah. to be done. With regards to Joshua, uh, again, done absolutely brilliant and I can't discredit him in any way, shape or form and I never would try to do that. Not only because I respect him as a person and obviously uh, a champion, um, I just think I think Tyson's got too much in, in the bag for him. But, but Joshua's shown to have uh, a few uh, varieties of different things, you know. But let's not let's be honest about it. A few vi- varieties of things against uh, Andy Ruiz, um, and that's not in any way flipping faulted. I me out. I know he would, um, um, unless I'm only joking. <laughs> 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 all good, all good, all good. <laughs> no, um, uh, not not discrediting anybody at all. But you know, if you look at uh, what Tyson does and look at what Anthony does um, the the answer's obvious I think Tyson will go in there and depending on how he's prepared depending on how his mental his mental state is depending on what his determination is depending on a number of factors I do think he'll go in there and I think he'll he'll run rings round uh, Josh he, do you think he stops him? Um, yeah I do I yeah, think we, I we think all think the same. Oh, yeah, we all agree. Yeah, exactly the same. I think the main thing, you know, this is going to be the, well, for me, it's the biggest UK fight ever. Oh. Get, it, bloody, get, get it signed and get it done. Yeah, yeah. that's what we want to see, isn't it's it? Coming. You know what I mean? It's coming. I, I just, I'm just, you know, if, if you're listening to this, uh, Tyson, <laughs> and, and you're listening to this, Anthony, uh, if, I can get, um, if I can get you to sign right here, you know, I've never, I've never watched it. Proper fanboy. You're a fanboy. I'm, I'm, I'm fanboy and proud, man. But if you, if you look what these guys, what these guys have done and what they're doing, man, flipping. I, I remember, like, I've got a photo. I'll actually send you the photo, and I've got a photo of Joshua. Joshua stood outside of me, and he looks. <laughs> it look, it looks like a fucking crackhead. It looks like. <laughs> You know, he's not he's not yeah. polished at all. And then um, I've got I've got a, a photo, I've got a picture of Tyson and 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 um, in fact I'm not sending you. They'll fucking they'll fucking aim me out. To see you <laughs> but um, but um, I've got a picture of Tyson and um, and he, he's going like me on top. He's starting to thin on top. <laughs> and, and what I'm saying is, if you look where they've been and where we started off and where we'd be talking yeah. and. And they turn up, and I remember Tyson hitting me in the face, and he's fucking made my face stink because his gloves stink, stunk. Um, uh, I remember, I remember with, with Joshua, you know, I was going to Nando's and sitting and talking about what he wanted to do in Olympics and how he were going to do this and do that, and it was just a pipe dream. And if you look at what these guys are, they're household names. Tyson Fury's become he's become the 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 most desired name in world boxing, like it yeah. or not. That's what yeah. it's, it's become. Yeah. Um, so you can't do nothing but you know respect these guys' achievements and how far they've come, man. And I, I am, I'm, I'm proud of, I'm proud of all what all these guys have done because they've achieved what I could have only dreamed 
of of achieving a, a fraction of. So um, I wish them all the best. Um, but I do think, I do think, you know, for the Joshua fanboys, um, you've got a lot of fucking, <laughs> a lot of disappointment to come and, you know, Tyson, you'll know, Tyson, be like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hope it gets made. I think it's only from uh, listening to stuff that Eddie said recently. I think it's it's getting there over the next yeah, week, well, two weeks. So, I think yeah. Fury's come out with something about half an hour ago, isn't he, about, oh, I ain't so on until cash is in my pocket, but you know what Tyson Fury's art with the media. Right? Oh, he, he loves twiddling him on the end of shit from his finger, right? Yeah, <laughs> man, he's, uh, he's brilliant. He's a funny guy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's Fingers crossed it gets done. Yeah. Yeah, but um, no, but what a time for British boxing now, isn't it? It's all the heavyweight belts being contested by two British fighters. Oh, no, have, had, have we had that before? I don't think we have, have we? Not at heavyweight. No. I don't not think. heavyweight. No, 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 not heavyweight. And um, I think the next, the, the last, um, the last sensational time was I was that watching the Muhammad Ali uh, documentary yeah. recently, and the last sensational time, like a. Uh, 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 a pinnacle in heavyweight boxing for something amazing to happen was, uh, sorry, one of the earliest times was um, Henry Cooper and, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali said, he goes, I, I went over to England, he goes, and I, he goes, I truly believed that I was going to go over there, you know, people were going to love me, that I was going to get there and, you know, people were going to know that I was the, I was the champ and nobody could beat me. He goes, and I got there and it was quite the opposite. He goes, Henry Cooper was like well known in Britain and, you know, it wasn't a nice time because they were like, you, you're here to fight our champion. And he goes, I felt the hostility and he goes, and, um, and then, and then he fucking hit me with a left hook. He goes, and I didn't know where I was, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, the last, I think that one of the earliest, sensational times in comparison to this uh, sensational time in heavyweight boxing um, was was probably around that time and if you look at even even what what Dillian's doing you know of, on the British scene I'm talking about and then you've got um, Billy, Billy Joe Saunders going to fight yeah. Canelo and I mean I, I, I personally think Billy Joe Saunders that's going to be one of the toughest fights in Canelo's career I really do I'm telling you you I, I'm I'm I, I think you're a man what knows what he's on about, Rob. But again, try not to associate yourself with me and my um, my predictions because I've been fucking wrong. In past. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I do agree like, with me. I'm happy, man. <laughs> no, well, like, Billy, Billy Joe Billy Joe's a good friend of mine, and we speak yeah. on regular occasion. And one of the things um, I was with Andy Lee when Andy Lee lost his WBO title to Billy. Billy Joe, um, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and um, and I, one thing I've always said. Um, I was, um, if I can demonstrate, yeah. So, one second. <laughs> so, um, excuse me. Ugh. So, I'm stood, um, and obviously I'm in Andy Lee's corner, and uh, Andy Lee's stood here. And Billy Joe's corner's over there. I'm stood, and I'm looking at. I'll put that on. So I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at um, Billy Joe. And his team, Mark Tibbs and you know Jimmy Tibbs, who was just an old lovely, lovely guy. You can see yeah. him talk about nobody or anything. Um, seen it all, but we're, I'm just stood and I'm like that, and we're just you know we're shaping up type thing. <laughs> and I remember, I remember Billy Joe just stood there, and Billy Joe was like, <laughs> and his eyes, his eyes, 
never, never for one second came off Andy Lee. Never for one second. He was fully ready then. Yeah. yeah people right. forget Andy Lee, his power, you know, that one shot on Korobov. Just... I, think, I think Andy Lee probably had one of the best ever right hooks in the game, didn't he? How many oh, times did I get him out of jail? <laughs> it was... Did you see when he was fighting John Jackson in New York? Yeah. Yeah. Was he, was, he was getting beaten up, weren't he? he, he out of nowhere. He's just landed but, it, isn't he? But what we'd done is we'd, we'd prepared for uh, that particular uh, scenario where uh, John Jackson, who was the, su- the son of one of the greatest, greatest punchers of all time, Julian Jackson, um, Adam had, like I say, Adam's genius. Adam had prepared uh, Andy for. Uh, such a scenario where um, John, he knew John Jackson must must have a punch on him. He knew John Jackson must uh, be quite relentless because he was young, because he'd obviously got the... Um, excuse me. Sorry, my battery came, thing came on again then. Um, right. uh, uh, yeah, Adam had, Adam had preempted that John Jackson was going to bring a lot to the table just, just from being the son of of uh, Julian Jackson, one of the greatest punchers of of all time, arguably. Just look at his record and you'll see what I'm talking mm. about. Yeah. Um, so Adam had actually, we'd, we'd actually, I was I was training with Andy then and he was training for that particular scenario. So what you saw where he got, he actually got knocked through the ropes, Andy, yeah. um, in, the, in the second round, I think it was. And then in the fifth round, he was getting punched up but it was it was a repeat of the scenario that Adam had, you know, um, introduced into the, the the training schedule, and um, and I've actually got the right hook. Uh, I was filming it, and Adam had asked me to film it, and he's hooking the pad, the right hooking, boom, 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 and and I've done a, a little bit of a, a video where, uh, where I'm, I've showed the him hooking the pad, and and then cut a edited a piece into it where he's catching John Jackson with the same right hook and he put him to sleep. Yeah. And I was actually sat next to John Jackson's brother. And as soon as it happened, I was like, yeah, I jumped up. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I, I, got, I caught my composure quickly and I was like, oh, God, yeah, sorry, sorry, man, sorry. <laughs> you know, and he's put, and what beautiful human beings they were. His brother, his brother looked at me and he went, the best man won. He went, the best man won. We walked to obviously celebrate with Andy because that was his he, he, that was his his key to you know boxing for um the, the WBO title now. His, his next fight was gonna be a WBO title fight. Um we walked to Edric Ring and Julian Jackson was stood at the other side of the ring by between the ropes, and his son's on floor fast asleep, and he was like that, he's going. Yes, now that is a knockout. Yes, and I was looking at him, thinking, "You fucking sons, do you do fucking lunatics?" Brilliant. But what beautiful, what beautiful human beings, man! You know, amical, consummate professionals. Um, they congratulated and uh, John Jackson got up and he come round and he went, "Wow!" He went, "I didn't even see that." 
Mm. He goes, I'll have to watch the highlight reel to, to know what happened. Um, and then he went on to box Korobov in um, Las Vegas after that. And, you know, brilliant, brilliant times, man. Brilliant times. No, great. <clears throat> it was brilliant. <clears throat> I think we should wrap this up soon because I don't want uh, to take all your evening. I'd love to get you on again. So I don't want to upset you. Anytime, man. Anytime. Yeah, anytime. But... I've enjoyed talking to you, fellas, for real. Yeah. Thanks, Richard. That's been really good. It's been amazing. Thanks for coming on. Next oh, summer... brilliant. Next time I go up Huddersfield uh, to see all my family, I'll give you a text and see if I can come down to the gym with my camera and give some of these amazing kids oh, brilliant. That, some they, showtime. They'd absolutely, they'd absolutely love that. They'd absolutely love it. But um, you'll have to put a pair of gloves on and um, and, and jump in with Brandon because I'm going to tell him what you said. He'll never be world champion because he's got 50. <laughs> Scott, Scott, we've got to play on that. Yeah, we've got to get the talk going. <laughs> oh, fuck you now. I'm a right prick now, don't I? I'll get in the ring with him. I'll let him... He's not going to bat me anyway. I'm fat and 32. Oh, but I promise you, I promise you. Our door's always open to you guys, man. You can come down anytime and you'll see what I'm doing with these kids because it's not all about the boxing. Uh, I'm teaching them about, um, I'm giving them a financial understanding, you know, financial literacy I'm teaching them about. And, you know, we're, we're, we're getting the financial IQ uh, to where it needs to be as well. I'm teaching them about taxes. I'm teaching about inflation. I'm teaching them about all, all different aspects of uh, business. It's just as important as yeah. it's just as important as the boxing side of it, I think. Yeah, it needs to be documented, that, definitely. That's what I was trying to get at when I said it <laughs> before you got thrown into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it is, it you is lit, true. You need you to learn it. them things. You lit it. You lit it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. Feel you can get it called out. Richard, Richard, you're Scott, from Sheffield, Scott aren't you? Rob, Scott and Rob are instigators for murder, aren't they, Luke? <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> we're, we're just the Max Kellerman of, of this <laughs> podcast, aren't <laughs> we? Yeah, I get it, I get it. <laughs> Oh, you're from Sheffield, aren't you, Richard? Originally, yeah, I'm from, I'm from Sheffield. Yeah, Stop. but I'm. Um, I'm have to ask I'm before you go. Are you a blade or an owl? <laughs> <laughs> um, no for football. To be honest with you, I'm. Uh, I'm more. I'm more. Uh, I'm more. Uh, I'm more an owl. Um, I'm more an owl just because of the the, the vicinity. What what I, what I've uh, I've lived in. Um, but but again, you know. Um, uh, when I were a kid, I used to go down and um, and um, and have a few little scraps with with BBC. You know, when I when I were a, when I were a kid, uh, and I've got some fond memories of um, of of not with fighting with them, but we'd fight against. You know, uh, there'd be a yeah. few battles with my friend, and and I, I found out later that. You know, we're having a few scraps with, with, with BBC, and I was like, I don't want part of that. Shit. I, bet, I bet people but, are trying uh, to avoid you. Fucking unit. Yeah, well, I, I think there's, a, there's a few, probably a few reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been great. It's been really oh, good. It's been brilliant. Oh, man. Really, really good, man. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I'd love to get you on again and come up to Sheffield and. Uh, Get involved in the gym and show a bit of support to the lads. Because yeah, please what you're do. It's amazing. So, so send us over any sort of content what you can, and we'll um, you know, we'll put it on our channel. 
kind of Brilliant. yeah, yeah, just well, keep weaning on that. Some, I've got some. Are you going to wish you never did that? Because I've got a fucking phone book full of videos. I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Richard. That, that's a rock. That's a rock. Luke runs the channel, not me. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I know all the video well, editing. To, to redeem himself for such a, um, a chauvinistic com- uh, uh, comment, he's got to put him on, hasn't he? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm only this is yeah. Nate Jordan's day, isn't it? Oh, I love it. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm only joking, so you're throwing yourself right in the shit. So Richard, are you free tomorrow at half eight for um, Saturday half eight? It's on half eight, my half eight. <laughs> just to give me... Just to oh, give Luke shit, everyone. Oh. Oh, this has made my evening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Richard. Yeah, thank thank you, Richard. Appreciate Have a lovely evening. Come on, man. Pleasure. You too, fellas. Thank, thank you, mate. Cheers. 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 Bye-bye. Bye-bye.